Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No jumper, sharpest podcast in the world. <laughs> and today, we got my man Cookie Man. Hey, Cookie hey, Man, hey. what the fuck's up, man? What's up, cuz? How you feeling? I feel good. Thanks uh, for having me. Man, hey, I'm glad for you to be here, man. You know, so a little bit about yourself, man. You know, you are one of the uh, first black owners of a dispensary other than uh, Keith Purpleheart when I looked it up. Right, 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 right. I'm definitely the first uh, ex-felon for selling weed to have a cannabis club anywhere in the world. Ex-felon? Yes, for selling cannabis. For selling cannabis. How the fuck did you even manage to even get through something like that? Man, perseverance and resilience, brother. Yeah. And just being me. Man, bro, how do you, how do you even obtain something like that? Um, Oakland had a program called the Social Equity Program where they gave people who had cannabis offenses chances at ownership in the right. cannabis space. Right. And um, Weren't you one of the first dispensaries to, to gain that, to obtain I was that? The first. The I first. applied for it. We won January 31st, 18, and we opened November 24th of 2018. So, so explain to me again, like, what is this program and what, is it, what does it do? What do you do? How do you get into this program? What's it for? Exactly? So the exact thing that the equity program was to do was to give people like me uh-huh. who had caught marijuana cases mm. a chance at owning something legally in the marijuana space because it's legal now. Mm. Um, how to get in and just apply. Um, there are certain criteria you have to fit to apply and then once you apply, they put you in a bingo ball lottery, roll the balls around. If they pick your ball, you lost. If you was one of the four remaining balls, you won a license. That's how I won my license, literally. Damn, man. Mm-hmm. See, I wish I can go get me a license and shit like that, man. See, they don't just, they don't ever say, it, 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 it sounds easy. You just throw yourself in a motherfucking yeah, no, lottery. No, 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 no. But, no. I mean, you had to have history in cannabis. Mm-hmm. You had to, because you had to come up with a business plan. You had to have an odor mitigation plan. You had to have security structures. So you had to have some form of a business knowledge. Um, but the kind of fucked up part was when I got the license, they didn't have no money available. So you gave a person a billion dollar license. Mm-hmm. In a billion dollar industry yeah. with maybe $20 worth of education. Yeah. Now, me personally, me and my previous partner, we had business savvy. Right. But 95% of the people that get into this space that yeah. look like this don't have the business savvy. Yeah, you had said uh, in 2003, I believe it was, you said you tried to become a dispensary owner and they told you that as a black man you'd never own one? Yes. So 2003, we tried to open our first club, me and my cousins. We had been stacking money. Uh-huh. I had been working at dispensaries three, four years, so I knew the game, and I knew I never saw no no Negroes. Right. We was only security or at the register. Yeah. And flat out I heard from a couple of people, white, 
Indian. I don't want to say Indian. I don't know. What do you call Indians? I don't know what you call them. <laughs> um, Middle Eastern? Middle Eastern. There we Middle go. Eastern. And they would always go. say, Negroes won't own in this space. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Keith Stevenson. He was the first person that owned the cannabis club of that was black. He also goes by what? Keith Purple Heart, I believe? Keith Purple Heart. Yeah. Um, and he, um, he opened his in 2006. And I didn't even know nothing about that. And I've been trying to open one. 2003. Had money, had location, but was just kind of like told we couldn't do it. Didn't know why, didn't really follow up, but we were just told we couldn't do it. So we didn't do it. Man, you know, it's crazy to see somebody, you know, of color today, you know, open up a dispensary, you know, that something that you would probably, like a motherfucker just selling weed on the street back then, man, was getting years. You know, it said that you would, uh, you had got 10 years felony probation. Yeah, so for my first offense, my first time interacting with police was after eight years. 2005? 2005, yeah. I've been selling weed for nine years. I started selling weed at 16. So 2005, I caught a case. Yeah. Uh, one of the people I was buying product from snitched on me. Um, when he told on me, I uh, bailed out the same night, went back to what I was doing. But I just was it your me. homie? Yeah, yeah, he was my partner. Like we, we, I used to buy weed from this cat every Wednesday and every Sunday. Yeah. Like clockwork. That was See, I guess that was the era when snitching like really started. Was, man, like man. when it really start getting going, the shit start now, it just boils over. You got everybody telling, even on Dude. TV, tell you they're telling. Yeah, the shit crazy. So snitched <laughs> on me. Um bailed out, kept pushing. But uh-huh. it just was like, All right, I know what to do now. Like I never got caught because I just how I moved and then getting caught and then having that ten years of felony probation put on my name. Anybody riding with me can get searched. Yeah. My house, my car. Uh, mind you, first offense, I ain't never had no issues with the law. And right. I had $80 worth of weed on me when they caught me and my pistol. But my pistol was registered. Right. So, for so both you was good those, with that part of, of the I, deal. I could have been good, but being that I had my clip in my pistol, because I had just, when the dude snitched on me, uh-huh. me and him, I didn't tell you this part, I bought weed from every Wednesday and Sunday. But me and him used to go to the shooting range on those Wednesdays. Yeah. Or those thir- it was a Thursday. Thursdays or Sunday. So this motherfucker you done bust guns with before. We, he dropped me off to my car. And I got pulled, they, they jacked me five minutes later. Wow. Yes. See, man, I don't, I don't like shit like that, man. That shit right there really fucks with me, man. Is you know, somebody that you fuck with, because I'm sure that you trusted him. I did. You know what I'm saying? You fucked with it, man. And then to find out, you know, because people need to understand something. Like, when you snitch and you think that nobody knows, you have to understand that your name ends up on that person's paperwork. They have to tell him who is making these allegations. Mm-hmm. So when you think that your ass is getting the fuck away, you're not. And everybody's going to know. I just posted my police report the other day. They tried to say it was anonymous, but yeah, I found out who it was. But like I say all the time, you know, you've been around me long enough to know. Yeah. Getting snitched on paid the fuck off. I would not have qualified to open my dispensary because I would have never caught a case. Had I never got snitched on, I'd have never got caught by the police for selling weed ever in my life because of how I sold weed. So it helped for him to snitch on me because I finally got what I've been wanting, a legal cannabis business. Right. It worked out. How was it for you uh, through the pandemic? I remember seeing something on the news. They had put you on the news because I know you done been on uh, BBC. You done been on USA Today. You done did other things like that. Mm-hmm. But the way that you were on the news and this at this point wasn't a good point because I think that your your cannabis club, they had broke into it and robbed right. it during the pandemic. Right. right. Yeah. Tell we, me what uh, that was like. So 2020 was crazy overall for the cannabis business in general, um, just with bad business practices. You got um, 
too much flour. People not willing to lower their prices. You got bad. Just it was just. So you was buying. On. You buying weed from people. So like, you still got to buy weed from people. You got to buy weed from distros. It's like a grocery store. So you still oh. got to buy weed from people. So okay, yeah. I'm thinking yeah, yeah. that you know, hey man, shit. You got the license to carry shit. You got the license to grow. Oh yeah, but so shit. Let me get those too. Hey but man, let's get to digging, man. Let's get some, so some cultivation. So much cool. weed that you got to sell that one grow up. Even if I just grew weed just for my store, I wouldn't yeah. be able to supply enough. You wouldn't be able to supply enough. No. So you're telling me you're moving that much motherfucking weed. I mean, not that I'm moving that much motherfucking weed, but <laughs> you wouldn't be able to supply a store with just one grow up. You feel me? Right, right, so, right. 2020. So I had a lot going on in 2020 that nobody knew about other than my wife and if he was like directly just in my circle. So 2020, I was getting robbed by my previous partner, Miss Moore. Nobody knew that. She was robbing my store. And um, your fucking business partner was mm -hmm. robbing your mm -hmm. you guys' store, mm -hmm. and then ran it. She was stealing from herself, whatever. And when it <laughs> opened a, uh, another shop in another state, so while this was going on, I'm not knowing certain things that she changed when she took control of the finances. I didn't know about, and this is all going to lead to what happened. Okay. So we get robbed in May. George Floyd got murdered. We got robbed May 31st. May 31st, everybody in the cannabis space got robbed. I mean, they broke into all kind of shit. Um, but I'm looking at the cameras, watching my store get ready for six hours by nothing but black people. So I'm just dumbfounded, like, damn, this is what y'all do. These all black people breaking in my store. So I got my partner robbing me all year. COVID come. COVID actually helped with cannabis because everybody was stocking up. Right. Everybody was buying up. That first week of COVID. When that we, must have been live right yeah, it was there, nice. boy. We got lot, we, when we officially people got needed put that on toilet lockdown, paper. People needed all the toilet paper, weed. all the water, and all the weed. Yes. The first two weeks crazy. in March <laughs> was bananas. And they deemed us essential. So uh, that was cool. But going Essential. The, so they had deemed... The, the, yeah, the, cannabis, the was, cannabis was deemed essential. We was able wow. to stay open throughout the whole process. But the combination of being robbed and the combination of the shit my partner did, I had to close. And a lot of people thought it was just due to COVID. And I'm like, nah, COVID was actually cool for us. I had to close because my partner ran us out of money. Yeah. And we got robbed. And we had a lot of debt inside of that robbery that she didn't pay for. Yeah. So I got left with a, a big bag at the end. I had to find a new partner. And I did. So it worked It, it worked out. But I so pretty much you. So pretty much you had to find another investor mm -hmm. to come in, help mm -hmm. you clean up the bullshit mm -hmm. that she did, and then get the ball back rolling. Exactly. That's a lot. That's a bro. lot, bro. That's a lot to go through That's right a there, lot. man. You know, and a due to your structure, it say I, I looked at uh looked at your little sheet. I was like, you had a four average. Yeah, I'm man. a nerd. I'm a street smart nerd. You had a four average. Still. So this must so selling weed was something you obviously fucking had your heart set on. Yes. As a as a young kid. I've wanted to open a dispensary since I was nineteen and my granny took me to my first yes, dispensary. Yes, I, I saw that. Your granny, you went in, it says you went in for your granny. No, actually, she went in. So, <laughs> this is hilarious. I just take my medical marijuana card. Yeah, she did for glaucoma. I used to take my granny in for different, take her run her errands, whatever. She smoked weed, she grew weed, all the shit. But she never knew what she was doing. It was never good. But I knew my, I knew 19, uh, what was that, 1999, she had me take her to a cannabis club on Telegraph and uh, 19th in uh, downtown Oakland. Yeah. I didn't know it was a cannabis club. Yeah, she came out. She had a white what bag. What year was this? This again? was 1999. 1999. 1999. So this was before. Bro, weed was nowhere near legal then. So it was Prop 215 day. So you could go into dispensaries then. That's when cannabis club and people had cannabis cards. Mm -hmm. That's when they came out. They came out in 96. I was 16 and didn't know nothing about them. 
19 heard about them via my grandmother. She came out with her white bag. I said, Granny, what's that? She said, it's weed. I said, you bought weed out of a store? She said, yeah. I said, oh, yeah, I want one of them. And she was like, if you ever get one, I'm going to be there every day. Now, mind you, she's passed, but my store is like four blocks from her house. You understand what I'm saying? Like, my yeah. store is in the same zip code I caught my case for selling weed in. Like, to be able to do that in East Oakland, from East Oakland, been selling weed in East Oakland since 96, yeah, I, getting snitched on paid off, cuz. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It paid off. You know, it's fucked up that you had to endure those type of things to go through. You know, just to even obtain that that shit. Like, yeah, it's yeah, it's lessons. But uh, people need to understand that with pain does come those lessons. And if it hurt that fucking much, you just won't ever put yourself through that type of shit no more. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 fucked up, man. Because I don't like I don't like hearing that type of shit. Motherfucker got to get snitched on, rolled on. Mm-hmm fucking just the the absolute fucking most before they can actually just get a break man i'm proud of you man just man, to see somebody man. that's Likewise, black man. somebody that's black or just even of another color being able to go and own a store and they tell you that you were never able, you were never going to be able to Facts. get one or have one you know man that's that says a lot about your character man you know I and just it. what you were willing to push through you I know that's it. i that's ain't got no choice I mean, you like I said, you, they don't know but you know me yeah. and it's like yeah the shit that 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 we go through just as black people in general yeah and then now that we in this space that's dominated yeah can i say this dominated by crackers but yeah. We all locked up for it. You know what I'm saying? We all got the cases for it. And we only represent less than 2% of the owners in the space. No, that's foul. That, 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 no. And I'm competing with brands. Most of these brands I'm going up against with their stores got like five, six, seven, eight, nine stores. I'm one store and I'm competing with them. You understand what I'm saying? So right. it has to be more. It can't just be me. Do you plan on expanding? Oh, hell yeah. Definitely. Where you been? Where you been looking at? Chicago, uh, D.C., the whole DMV area, New York. I've looked at Oregon, Washington, um, Arizona, Florida, wherever they have legal cannabis. I'm trying to cut. I'm, 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 and I and I own my IP, so it was good that my partner did the shit she did, cause, cause now I own 100 percent of my store and all the intellectual properties for Blunts and More, so I can franchise just by saying, hey, let's partner up, let's franchise. You give me a royalty fee, you give me my franchise fee, and five percent of ownership, and I'm out your hair. Her, her, uh, her doing what she did to you, you know, your partner, mm-hmm. does that fuck you up to where you'll never go into partnership with, like, nope. you know, somebody else, like, you know what I'm saying, of our nope. structure again, you know, nope. because, you know, it, and I'll be honest with you, I noticed that, uh, and, you know, this is off race, nothing, but it's just funny to see that, you know, us as black folks, we'll show up to t- we'll show up on time for the white man, you know, and no offense, because I love white people, man, love nothing too. against them, you love know what I'm saying, I got a lot of white, I love my white love friends, my I white do, friends. man, I, I fucking do, but I noticed that us is, us, it's a problem for us, us as black folks, we'll show up for the white man on time, we'll do everything that he tells us on time, but when we come working for another brother or working for another person that's of color, I notice that we show up late, we don't, we, we 
start taking little shit. We start, we don't never really respect it as we should, man. And that's where I think that we get a lot of shit fucked up at today, man. Yeah, man. You I know what I'm I saying? So I don't, I'm, you know me, I'm super positive. I don't, I cannot dwell on negative. If I dwell on negative, the negative is going to keep coming. It's going to be a negative downward spiral. I'm a positive person. So the shit she did to me, I had to own. I met this woman September of 17. We had a license January of 18. You didn't, There's not so much you research didn't know I couldn't her. really do. Yeah, but there, but see, you didn't know her too long, loved no. one. And, and you know what? Maybe that's where you got to take that fault. Yeah. Is because yeah. you might have jumped in the pot with somebody you didn't really know nothing about just yet. Yep. You know, so when you say 2007, I'm like, fuck, that was just a, not Three too months. long ago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Y'all kind of just yeah. jumped in the next year. Like, fuck, that's like getting married. That I'm going like, to tell you what, Char. the fuck up. I'm going to tell you what. It whoa. was meant for that to happen that fast and go through that lesson because Yahweh yeah. put them in my path for me to get where I'm at and them to be gone. You mm -hmm. understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I can't be like, Oh man, fuck that bitch! Like the day of, so the day, the day that we found out that she had a whole other dispensary, I was set to give her about forty five thousand dollars and let her walk away, and I was gonna eat all the debt, right? Mm. We already was finna. How much was the debt? How much was the debt? The total, total. debt uh, that I ended up coming to, I can't say exact amount, but anywhere between two to two point five million, and that's vendor debt and um um vendors meaning paying our people that grow our weed or whatever, right? And also tax debt. She stopped paying taxes, so. And all, she, so she just she fucking just, completely just, quit all the way around on you. Like, yeah. she gave up before you even knew it. Before I even knew it and had opened a whole nother shop. Oh, so she was waiting for the cookie. Yeah, she I like that. To yeah. crumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but she was part of it crumbling, so it just made no sense. It makes Cookie sense. man. She was, she was prepared for the cookie to crumble. And she was part of the crumbling, which didn't make no sense. So, so I have to say, like, I have to own... My fault in that, in the sense of I didn't know them enough to even do this type of deal with them. But the way stuff happened so fast, mm -hmm. it had to happen. But again, it was meant for it to happen that way because I'm supposed to be the owner of the store. I'm supposed to have a dispensary, but that was my way to get in. And I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know. Like, they came with the knowledge that I thought they had and come to find out they really didn't. Once the, once the ball was put in a court for them to handle the business as the business, they couldn't do it. And instead of them just saying, Tucky, we can't do it, they started accusing me of having sex with the staff. They accused me of stealing. Wait, 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 wait. Who accused you of having sex with the staff? My previous partner and her mama. Yeah. They Your wife me. didn't want to beat her ass? My wife was sitting right there when they said Shit. it. We was all at lunch. And they accused me of fucking staff members in front of my wife. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It was all, it was all bogus, but it was to keep me out of the store. So I couldn't be like oh, looking over their shoulder. Yeah. And these are sisters. I don't know if y'all know this. Now, this is a sister. We ain't talking about this is no white person. or This is a black woman and daughter. So for me, I was kind of like, damn, this, 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 this is really what we doing? But it was meant for it to happen. They would put in my life to give me this dispensary and then move the fuck on. And that's, that's what it is. But see, it almost came to a point to where she didn't. Ex the way the story was explained to me, it doesn't seem like she expected you to thrive. 
She kind of expected you to crumble. She took everything that she wanted to take out of the business mm -hmm. without you even mm -hmm. knowing. Mm -hmm. And she made sure that she left a fat ass bill. Mm -hmm. She stopped paying the taxes, mm -hmm. everything. But when she's in your face, she's letting it be, oh, everything's taken care of. Yes. Everything is great, smiling in your face. But really, she was she was hoping for the cookie to crumble. Yeah. And it is good to see that. I hope, I hope that wherever that bitch is, bitch, I hope your shop burn up allegedly. I don't know. I it's hope that motherfucker's uh, good. No, it closed on last see, Thursday. What goes around, let me tell you something, man. Car, <laughs> let me tell you something, man. Karma Car come fast. Karma, karma's, good or bad. Karma's, karma's not a bitch. It's a mirror. Hey. Karma is not a bitch. Hello. It is a mirror. Hello. And we'll go around, come around, man. That shit right there be scandalous as fuck. Dude, and I, you know, like people that know me, like, like I don't deserve shit. Like I don't that. like I don't, snitching and I don't, I don't do like that. people doing people dirty like that. I man. don't do that. You know, like everybody knows me, like they're like, damn, like the people that's finally hearing it, because I have legal things that I can't say about everything they did because that's the deal we signed. But like they was wrong. And I'm like, a couple I'm gonna say maybe a month, two, three months later, I thought about I wanted to know like a why, like why did y'all do that? But I don't I don't care. I know the why. It was meant for them to do that so I can be in the position that I am now talking to you about it. You know what right, I'm saying? So right. it is what it is. I'm here. I ain't going nowhere. Man, what do you hey man, look, I know that you uh you got kids, man. What do your kids say? When you go, when they go to school and it'd be like there, everybody's talking about, oh, well, my dad does this. And, you know, my dad does this. Oh, my dad owns a construction company. Oh, yeah. My dad's, my daddy sell weed. Hey. <laughs> my dad, and he tell all, and he, she tell all the little kids that, you know, hey, yeah, my daddy sell weed. Everybody up in there talking about building, building blocks. She ready to teach you how to put this eighth together That's in the bag. That's funny. So it's how do crazy. You, how does that feel like your kids to go to school and, like, you know, uh, you know their parent being pretty much a, a, a legal so drug it feels dealer. it feels great to say it I like the drug lord sure by the I way know, <laughs> shout out to Atlanta Biz Clothing shout out to Atlanta oh shout out to DJ Baby Brother too I had to I like that, that drug this, lord this, I like that this is dope this, this fits yeah. but my kids have known I've sold weed as long as they've been on this earth Ooh. so but I always had a job so they could always say hey he works for Alameda County or hey he does this or he details cars so it was cool but now for them to be able so to, so you were like, you were selling weed. You was you sold weed and always worked. I kept it nine to five. You have to. So you know what I'm saying you. So you sold weed mm -hmm. the whole motherfucking time, all the way up until like you never gave up in it. No, you never, I never like stopped. I, I, well, technically, I retired in like 2015. But I still got my. That's when you opened clients. up your dispensary. No, that's when I just got tired of selling weed because I wanted a dispensary. <laughs> like I was just tired. Like man, it was like it was no. The goals I had for me selling cannabis weren't being reached. So it was like I was literally just you know making my money on flipping, which was cool. I made yeah. good money, but it wasn't what I want. I want to be a store. Dude, so when you go pick up your kids, back to back to that. Yeah, that's one. what we did. So, so when you go pick up mm -hmm, your kids from school, mm -hmm. nobody. Uh, Looks at you funny. No, or so that's what I was going to say. So nothing. Like you don't have no problems. I'm sure kids, everybody knows, man. Dude, most of my kids' friends' parents uh. smoke or eat edibles or dab. Oh, so when they see you, so they, they got they a smile look, on their man, face. Man, they be it be so funny. My, he took my kids. My kids be like, "Take, hey, hey, dad. Uh, hey. My friends' parents went to the store. Here go the picture. They then went to the store. Like, no, it's a beautiful thing. Like I was on uh, my daughter. Wow, that's amazing. Bro. My daughter had a fucking um. You know, the, the online um, open house or whatever, whenever teacher, con conference with her teacher. Right. And I forgot that my Zoom, you know, it's all based on all my brands. So I got my cartoon character, 
with the blunt, you know, my, my Tucky Blunt character, right? right? So you up in here with so a we whole get on bunch the Zoom, of diverse people. Dude, we get on, no, it's just me and the teacher and my daughter, but we get on the Zoom, I forget my face, is the cartoon. So I could see her face looking like, because I was supposed to be on live. I said, oop, let me take that off. She started cracking up. She's like, oh, no, I don't mind, but it's just no one minds. This ain't the 60s no more. You know what I'm saying? You right. can say your dad sells weed legally and it's applauded. You know what I'm saying? So it's, that's that's the question. That's the answer to the question. It's applauded. Well, like to see back in the day, we were talking about it, people were getting. 20 years, 30 years for having over an ounce mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. having a pound of mm -hmm. weed on them to something today. If it's just in your house, the police come up in there, man, they're going to overlook that shit. Right. I mean, now, now they need to just release people that's that's in jail for it. Like, if you're making money off of this, you got people that's in the government that put people in jail for selling cannabis now on boards of cannabis companies. Do come you on, think man. the government, uh, and I'm asking you, also, on, do you man. think the government's happy with a person? Of your color, of our color. Do you think that the government's happy with you owning one, honestly, owning a dispensary? I don't think the government is happy with anything anybody is doing. Right. But this is America KKK. So I can't, you know, I can't worry about what they're going to do. Mm -hmm. I know federal legalization is around the corner. Um, it has to be done right, meaning we got to be in the room helping them craft the laws. But it's inevitable. They see this money cash cow to them and they're just trying to dive in but it's a way to approach it you really got to approach this shit like well, the what hustle. do you what do you think they need to change i mean they've legalized it mm -hmm. they've made sure that anybody that's fucking at the age of 21 and i think they're gonna change that fucking law soon to i think they're gonna change it to 18 and just let motherfuckers just go up in there and run up in there but see you have to understand something see i had a medical marijuana card back in the very beginning mm -hmm. and i'll give the game into why i kind of did it i was about to get ready to go on some paperwork but i knew i smoked weed mm -hmm. so what i did was before i got on paperwork i went and got me a medical Most marijuana card mm -hmm. you know i go get me one you know so i'm smoking you know so to see it's come a long way in the since it's been legalized, and I'm thankful for that. I tell people that all the time, like you got to think about it. You're talking to a dispensary owner yeah. that that was arrested for selling weed, so it's come yeah. a long way. But in order for it to go the next step that it needs to go, where the taxes are done right, mm. the regulations are done right, the state to state commerce is done right, like I'm going back to the. The, the, the school days. States should be able to control what they do. That's why you have checks and balances. I remember when the state of Nevada, mm -hmm. the state of Nevada, first legalized marijuana that weekend alone, and because it, it's popped up on a Friday, mm -hmm. that weekend alone, they made, I want to say, $3.7 million in a weekend. I used to go to jail just off get of, just thrown off of under weed. a jail for this in Nevada. Yeah, like you get thrown under the jail for a fucking joint. You know what I'm saying? So to see them now, they have no problems with it. Once, mm -hmm. let me tell you something. I think the government has no problems with telling with anybody doing anything if mm -hmm. they know how to tax it. Yeah, of course. They just don't, they, they're just trying to figure out how to tax but things they because how. they don't really know how. Mm -hmm. They're trying to get a grip on marijuana, which mm -hmm. is what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So they're just trying to do one thing at a time. They've seen that this makes money. This is a very mm -hmm. lucrative business. Indeed. People, people like yourself have been knowing of this for many years. Bam. And I don't think that you can, I'm not saying... People can't, but I think it takes years of knowledge like yourself right. to be able to even say, hey, I own one today. That's why you're humble. Did you think 20 years ago or 15 mm -mm. years ago you would be one of the first no. black? Hell no. One of the first black. Nope. Not just a, one of the uh, uh, dispensary owner, nope. but one of the first black dispensary owners. I'm sure that shit was hell. Definitely didn't expect That shit it. was different. I know they looked at your ass different when you walked in them buildings. Mm -hmm. 
looking when we were doing our partner investments and going around, people emailing not knowing that I was black, but then seeing me like, oh shit, this is a nigga. Yeah, I, this that same nigga. I type ninety words a minute. I, I'm very intellectual. I'm educated. Like I'm not just a dumb nigga. You know what I'm saying? I have right. business savvy. I know how to get in these rooms. I can talk to you white, and I can talk to you right. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it's, it's not. It's easy for me. And they put the. It was. It was. I'm putting the right position. They put the the right person here. I didn't sign up for a sharp. Like I didn't plan on being like the face of social equity and all. Nah, did not. I think all the real ones. I think all the real ones. Like all the real moguls. All the people that have really had success they never they, they'll say that man like i didn't ask for this Mm-mm. shit Mm-mm. it just kind of comes about you know what i'm saying like you you build up to that moment because you it took this feeling of owning a dispensary today hell being on no jumper sharpest podcast in the world yes yes like, probably not no nah, some years back like, you know what i'm bro. saying but to be here today you have elevated your game my man bro even with you just you know hitting me about even coming down here mm-hmm. like I was telling people off camera like I was reposted when you came here reposted all your like I fucked with when you told me you was coming here I was dumb excited like it was me like mm-hmm. I felt good for you mm-hmm. so to have you come call me to share your platform you know what I'm saying a part of the platform that you're a part of with me like yeah no like, like when you're talked about in rooms that you're not in that's a good thing. So the reason why when people ask why you was able to stay open, why you was able to do this, how you was able to come back, it's the resiliency and having friends like you, like having people that know my character, know my work ethic, know how to do the same shit that I do for you. I talk about you when you're not around. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, so to have that kind of friendships and network and just it means something. And that's why I'm able to still be here because I'm that kind of person. If I was on some fuckboy shit, I wouldn't be I wouldn't still be here, dog. You know what I'm saying? That shit don't last long. Right. So, no, I just listen to me, man. It isn't really that. I listen. I got a, I got a lot of people that I, I've talked to. I've had the pleasure of meeting, but I, I've never really been around a bunch of people to watch them really start from the bottom. You've always been invested into the mm-hmm. marijuana mm-hmm. business, mm-hmm. into the industry, and we've known a lot of niggas. We've known a lot of motherfuckers, bro, that have. Everybody sell weed or right. I'm the best or he might get it up. But to see somebody say, hey, man, I've been really solely invested in weed yeah. for as as long as I can remember. Went into one of the first dispensaries because I'm sure there was only probably one, maybe two in your city at that time back in 1999. Probably wasn't a lot of dispensaries moving at that time because it wasn't really yeah, it was it was frowned had, upon. Oakland had back then. Four Berkeley had two Hayward had hell of them. That was the spot where Hayward Hayward. That's where I met the Cookie Lady at. How my name is the Cookie Man. I met yeah. her at a fucking. How did you get the name Cookie Man? Honestly, Ooh, I... that's a funny motherfucking right. name, man. And it's spelled different. It's so... like you want a cookie. So Cookie you Man, C O O K E Y. That came from. I came back from Alabama and uh, I went to Alabama State for a year. Um, from 2001. So you are really a nerd. Honestly. Yeah, I'm really a nerd. I you left Oakland, stopped trapping, and was like, I'm finna go to Alabama State. Me and my, my sister graduated high school, and I was like, hey, whatever college you get into, I'm gonna go with you. I was bored. Like, I had money. I was just like, I don't even know why. I was night. I was 20. 20 going on 21. And I got accepted. She didn't. I went out there, kicked it. Me and 2 chains used to smoke every day. That's when he was titty. He you talking about you talking about two chains. I'm talking about Epps. That was his name was Epps back then. That was Epps. Yeah. That was Epps at the quad. Tell me, so tell me about two chains. Yeah, two chains. Titty boy. So I come back 2002. 
I start by going to cannabis clubs. Mind uh, you, I started going to 99. So I come back. Uh, it's a big in Hayward. I'm buying hella weed cookies. I would buy them, take them to my homeboys, and we would eat them and see how they would do us. We'd buy carrot cake. Well, no, we'd buy chocolate chip, oatmeal raisin, ginger snaps. So one day I'm at the All school. that shit's nasty. I wouldn't no, even have none of that. But I'm going to be honest so, with hey, you, bro. Hey, trust me, they tasted nasty, like weed man. dirt. But... We were high as fuck. I'm talking y'all about. Y'all was probably smoking stress. Listen, what year was this? Oh, no, stress. No, I've never y'all smoked was, stress smoking ever. Stress. Nigga, you can ask anybody you on my. You smoking stress. Yeah, what, year smoked, was, what year was this? This was 2002. Nigga, I've never Nigga, even you smoked, smoked Bammer. Stress. Ask anybody that know Tucky Never. Blunt. You never had a never dime in my life when nobody never was had looking no and just brown, needed brown, no seeds. Man, ask anybody that know. Me, Take a survey. Take a survey Stop right. playing with me. Ask Nigga, I'm going to go pull your car. Please I'm going to find out. Please do. I'm going to find out. Try it. Do y'all know Cookie Man? Ask anybody that this know Alfonso Blunt, Blunt Jr. My last blew. name is Blunt. I got to keep fire. This nigga never blew a stress and blessing. Never. Ask him. <laughs> I'm from East Oakland. We purple. I smoke nothing but purple. So that's that. this is all go to I remember cookies. when y'all was pushing. Hey, I remember, you know, the first purple I ever smoked came from y'all. It was Hardball Purp. Oh, yeah. Hardball so, Purp was the, the top of the motherfucking line dime. I remember when that shit, man, they motherfuckers wanted 150 for a quarter. And that's how I made my money. So look though. So I'm in the I'm in the shop. I'm telling the dude, I say, hey, bro, these cookies is good. They get us, you know, they get us high. I said, but they taste like dirt and they hella crunchy. He said, Well, Mr. Blunt, the lady that makes them is right there. I said, Oh, I went and hollered at her. White lady. Shout out Erica. Capricorn. I end up hitting her. I said, look, man. All my niggas smoke purple all day. We all, back at that time, I was a 4X, so I'm like, we all 250 or better. The cookies is strong, but I want to, like, take this and really do something with it. She said, well, my test dummy is, like, 6'6", six, six, and he a big so white So what boy. you was doing? You was making edibles and I shit? I was buying them from her. Uh-huh. Cookies, carrot cakes, banana nut bread, chocolate cakes, oatmeal raisin, ginger snap, oatmeal, I mean, oatmeal cranberry. I buy them from her mm-hmm. and then resell them. With my weed. So you get combo packs. I'd have a menu. You can buy you a A for weed and two cookies. So, oh, so you you can get your sweets and your treats. So <laughs> once like I seen that, that I could do it, once I seen that it was actually selling yeah. from 03 to 04, I just kept building it, kept building it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start calling myself the Cookie Man. So I made a logo, started calling myself the Cookie Man back then. I was throwing parties so in So you disguised yourself. Yeah. You disguised yourself through sweets. Yeah. And was trapping. So motherfuckers knew, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's the, the cookie man that's right cookie there. Man. I used to walk around clubs eating cookies, nibbling off cookies, walking around. Like, I was known as, like, I, a whole movement in the Bay Area from the cookie man. And this was way before cookies the strain. Like, a lot of people think, oh, well, you stole from cookies. No, I was that doing That wasn't this. even the that true meaning. The, that wasn't even the meaning. That wasn't even meaning of it. Right. I was talking it about was, weed pastries. Right. And when I came on online pastry. to the game shit in 03, I was cookie man. My, ex, my profile been cookie man since 2003. C-O-O-K-E-Y. Man, to have some bomb back in 03, like to really have some real true smoke. 400 zip. I was spending 400 zip back then. What was you having? What flavor? So. There was, I I, don't even mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. But I'll I'll say the flavors that I knew was around because Mm -hmm. I'm from the West Coast Mm -hmm. too, man. Mm -hmm. So I knew what was really going on. Mm -hmm. You had, you had Master. Mm -hmm. You had fucking Purple. Mm -hmm. You had OG. Mm Mm-hmm. And shit, that's all the ones that I really remember that was just the top creme de la, and some jack hair, but didn't nobody want to smoke that right, shit. That shit right. tastes too chemical. That shit tastes like Bay, chemicals. 
in that time frame, like I said, I started in 96. Back then, it was just good, light green. It didn't really have no name. Well, there was Pretendo, too. You yeah, remember Pretendo? See, I'm telling you, we didn't. Yeah. Well, the, 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 well, tell me. Talk to I'm me. I'm telling you, the, the, my mama and daddy palettes made me how I am. Now, my daddy palette is a little, he can take a little bit of the, the cheaper. My mama is a straight, if you give her some bammer or some not, she's going to call you on it. And that's what palette I come from. My bro, I've never, ever smoked boo-boo. I've yeah. never had to. I've always yeah. kept some shit that was folding the zip. So back then, in 96, it was light green. It started evolving to the purple around like 99, 2000 is when the purple hit the scene for me. And it was on. Granddaddy Purp. Granddaddy Purp. Granddaddy hardball. and Hardball. Because oh, I remember man. the Hardball from the Bay, man. I remember a few cats that used to move that shit, man. And I'm going to tell you, that shit was splendid. Hey, I used to get mine from one of my good friends. I was good paying 150 for the quarter. Hey. 150. I mean, this is, I'm in other places. I mean, right. shit, I'm not out in the motherfucking bay. I'm not right there next to the source. So, you know, right. shit, we was paying oh, 150. Who was taxing? Who was taxing? I, I remember a motherfucker used to charge motherfucking one, he would charge 150 for a six grammer of Master Kush. Six grams. One, 150, you ain't getting out of it. And he was one of the only cats that was moving the shit. I believe it. For real, man. So I remember the transition of weed. I watched it. I watched it go from stress to pretendo to chronic to now we're starting to touch into a whole nother different realm. You know what I'm saying? We're touching purples and we're touching now shit. They got flavors to all types of shit. Mm -hmm. You ever tasted that blue Zushi from uh, Timco? I have. You ever had the bubble gum? Yeah. Bubblegum go. They shit but a is lot of people, A lot of people don't realize. How is your not, weed from your dispensary? Is it, on, is it all top shelf? Man. Does it stand up with some, of the, on, some you, of the elite elite? You tell me. I'm not putting Simple my brain. fucking face on it if it's Simple not, brain. if it's some bullshit, dog. Like, some, man, this, hey, man. Simply green, all-purpose cannabis. So, California stank on us. So, does this have a mixture of weed or does this have, you know what I'm saying, is this just one solid strain? Because I don't know if this is a miss, it's an all-purpose. Nope. So, I do one solid strain. I Pick two or three and put them in the bag, and they gotta smoke good, taste good, get you high. That's all that matters. So this bag right here, it contains three different type of weed. Nope, it contains one, but I have three different flavors that come in this bag. I just put the different flavors on the back. You gotta, you actually have a batch that nobody has. This is something that's gonna drop next. Let me see, man. Yeah, can please. I be that? Can I? Can I be the one? That, man, can I, I smell man, your weed? You can do it. We on the, that's we, yours, we actually. Hey, that's we, your weed, actually. Hey, man. Well, you know, I'm damn sure gonna put it to the test. Yes, please. Hold I'm on, telling let me, let me get a, you. And you, when you do whip. y'all comments or whatever, please find somebody that can tell me I've ever smoked or sold them some bullshit. If it's not an eight point five on my scale, I'm not even selling it to nobody. And what's crazy, sharp? I'm bad for selling weed on the turf. I'm gonna tell you why. When you come to me back then. I have five, six, seven different flavors, right? So mm. if you pull up on me on the turf, I'm showing you five, six different flavors. That's not set up for turf weed for sales. <laughs> it's supposed to be in and out. So I was never, that's why I never was on a turf because the way I sold weed wasn't meant for a turf. I want to have an interaction with you. Yeah. I want to come in, drop off three, four flavors. You look at them, pick the ones you want, smoke a couple of them with me, mm. then pay me, and then I'm leaving. That's how I did my thing. Well, and it's hopefully worked. because, you know, that's the only way I grab my draw. But I'm going to say this. Cookie, and this and this is serious. Be, before we get out of here, I because I, I, this and this is a serious question for you, a deep question. Yep. I want to know what does it what does it feel like to go and stand on the corner 
that you got today mm -hmm. that you got arrested mm -hmm. selling weed? Honestly, it feels great. I literally got arrested in front on my turf in front of my granny house. When's the last time you stood over there? And just I go over there once a week. I was over there remembering this with my daddy the other day, like because they, they, my daddy still owns the house. Like I've had um, the Klepper show came and filmed me over there before. You know what I'm saying? Like we had a whole little setup shoot. Like it's, it feels great. Like I stand there a lot and reflect on my car where it was parked at that day, or my other car was parked at that day. What time the dude dropped me off? How the same cop who arrested me that day in 2005, right? Mm -hmm. Man, this is this is this deep. The same cop that arrested me in 2005. We going down to the police station. You good, bro? We going down to the police station that night, and um, he trying to give me the snitch. I'm like, man, I ain't got nothing to say. Take me down there, or whatever. I say, man, I will start work for the Alameda County on that Monday. He arrested me on Thursday. I'm like, I start work for Alameda County that Monday. He like, yeah, right, whatever. First day at lunch, Alameda County. 400 Broadway, I'm walking out the building. Who coming up the stairs? My arresting officer. Now, wait. We fast forward 18, however many years later, we get mm -hmm. robbed. When we get robbed, I tell you, we get robbed, right? Mm -hmm. The next day, we on the phone, all the dispensary owners, with the OPD, because OPD didn't come protect us. Mm -hmm. The captain of OPD is on that call. It's my arresting officer. That same arresting officer is the same cop who helped me get my record clear. I'm no longer a felon because the same cop who arrested me in 2005, he called the DA for a favor and got my record clear. That's the type of shit I'm on. Who does that? Who gets arrested by a cop and the same cop helps him get that fucking record clear 20 years later? I meant to do this shit, but and I ain't going nowhere. Damn. You So you get your, you got your firearm you got to get everything. reinstated for your everything. firearms and everything that's unheard of Bruh. and i had my firearm when he jacked me i was registered then but i lost all that because i caught the felony case he called the da and helped me get my shit back all i had to do was sign two papers shout out randy wingate my arresting officer shout out ursi joiner my other arresting officer who now is part owner of high times in oakland so now he working in the cannabis space oh man <laughs> <laughs> you can't write this shit You can't write it You can only live it I'm gonna say this man You got anything for us man Before we go man um, Cause that, that got That got man, deep Because I, I wanna I, Cause I'm gonna say this Cause I wanna be able to bring you back And I wanna be able to open you up again You know what I'm saying And just You even just walk us through good. That time It's good You know what I'm saying Of when that had happened And why that happened It's good You know what I'm saying You kids. got it. Um, all I'm going to say is thank you. Thank the whole platform. Adam, you're not here. Um, everybody that's behind the scenes, I don't want to say nobody's names, but thank y'all. Um, Blunt some more. We open seven days a week, 701-66 Avenue in East Oakland, California. Same zip code I was arrested in. Um, actually, the same zip code has been on my ID all my life, 94621. I'm selling weed, still in the same area. It's crazy that you're still selling weed right where they got you. Right where they got me. Man, can't nobody say nothing to you today. They protect me now. That would put they protect you now. <laughs> that puts a motherfucker. That would that puts a smile on my face that the same people that jacked him up, man, is protecting him. So I don't know. I just man, support black cannabis. Um mm. Google me. Like I'm I'm always talking positive. I'm taking clients for um. And your weed does smell pretty good, by the Come way. Come on, bro. We finna man. I ain't gonna lie, man. Your he weed, can't, he know I smoke nothing. You know, you, you know, no, you brought me a joint one time that was suspect. Mm, he lied. But, uh, <laughs> but hey man, yeah, no, this simply green right here. It smelled real good. That's Cookie me. man, I appreciate Love you, man, you, coming you down here, know. man. And appreciate hopefully you. we can get you back here soon. You man, hear me? LA my second home. You say the word. Sharp, Cookie Man, no jumper. Sharpest podcast in the world, baby. And we out.
church.